0: This is Empowered Human Academy. Welcome home. This is
1: about love. This is about light.
0: This is about the idea that you, you, contain everything you will ever need. And this life of yours, this is where you expand, you grow, and you remember who you are. I'm Abe. I'm Isaac. In Empowered Human
1: Academy, we join with humans of all kinds to feel the inspiration that can only come from
0: empowered living. The stories you hear today are unique, but the energy? The energy you hear today is yours, too. So, with hearts wide open, let's begin. Thank you for being here. Hey crew, this episode is pay what feels good. Rather than pulling in sponsors and paid advertisements, we are excited to try something different. I'll talk more about this at the very end of this episode, or you could read more at empoweredhumanacademy.com. Hello, Empowered Humans, and welcome back. We are so happy that you are here. It's hard to believe that the holidays are already upon us, but honestly, we'll take any opportunity to slow down and celebrate however we can this year. Amidst the reality that the holidays look and feel different in 2020, we hope that this episode might keep you company as you go about celebrating in your own ways. So, light a candle, get cozy, and settle in for an especially calming episode. Our guest today is Ciamara Ararus. Siamara is a yoga teacher, holistic wellness
1: counselor, and yoga programs coordinator at the Art of Living Retreat Center in North Carolina. I first met Siamara in 2013 when we both worked for the same nonprofit,
0: and we've kept in touch ever since. Throughout this conversation, we discuss how to balance planning for the future while also remaining present, and transforming negative energy into a different flavor, and how breathing techniques can help support you in showing up with your full self. Today's episode is a little bit different because while it's still an interview, CMR guides us through some breathing exercises towards the end. As you'll soon discover, CMR is a deeply
1: grounded, calming, and beautiful guide for those ready to take the journey within to find their own inner stillness. If you've been curious about cultivating more calm in the midst of such a chaotic and challenging year, then consider this a wink from the universe that you're exactly where you need to be right now. We loved this conversation with Siamara and are truly stoked to share it. So let's get into it. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining. This is the Empowered Human Academy podcast. And I'm Abe. I'm Isaac. And today we are chatting with our good friend, Siamara. And Siamara is uh, an adventurer and someone who I look up to uh, because of the work that she does in her profession and the way she moves about her life. I, uh Ciamara and I met in 2013 when we worked at a nonprofit together in Denver, serving individuals with life-threatening illness, um, delivering them food as medicine. So Ciamara, thank
0: you so much for joining us. Isaac always asks the first question. So Isaac, take it away. The opening question has to do with identity and how you think about yourself. So not how you introduce yourself at a meeting or when you're meeting friends or anything, but I'm curious about how you think about who you are. To yourself like what words do you choose when you think about who Siamara is to herself what words describe you when you're thinking about you and only you
2: yes wow I love that question it really asks you to look inside and dig a little deeper you know well first of all I'm a human and you know what that makes us human can be so many different things you know but I think that for me I'm definitely a person that's very passionate about life Mm I'm um, passionate about wellness, passionate about being the best version of who we can be. And through that, you know, I use wellness, I use yoga, meditation to, to get me there. And yeah, I think really striving every day to be a, a better version, like be more authentic and true to, to my essence, to my spirit.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. What part of that, I mean, I feel like I feel it's kind of circular. Like I was going to say, what part of that is exciting to you? But it sounds like the whole thing is almost by definition because exciting, So, what's your relationship to becoming your best self? Like why, what's your story there? Has that always been important to you? How did you come into that Mm. passion?
2: Yeah. You know, I would say it sort of started with pain and almost like discomfort, you know, uh, that I faced in my life, maybe I would say around my early twenties, probably. So I grew up in a very loving and caring family, but I also went through my first share of, you know, childhood trauma and difficulties. And so I feel like by the age of, you know, my early twenties, I realized I wasn't so connected to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't so aware of myself and, and how I want to, you know, live my life or embody my life. And with that came some, you know, stress and some insecurities. And so I think that's when the path started of me wanting to, hey, you know what? How can I shift this? Like, how can I make this better? How can I live more, enjoy life more than what I am, you know, living at this point? So I think from that, you know, came the desire of find things that will help me to get there. And so Mm -hmm. um, that has sort of been a lifelong, you know, journey, a lifelong Mm -hmm. desire to continue on that because it's really, uh, you know, empowerment and You know, finding that within yourself is really never ending. Like, it's a whole lifelong journey.
0: When you first realized that was something you wanted to explore, did that mean changing everything about your life or changing a small thing about your life? How did you begin?
2: How did I begin? You know, I think what I was struggling the most at that time, um, again, like my early 20s, it was with, uh, well, if I take you back to like what I was doing around that time, you know, I, when I was only about 17, I moved to Europe. I moved to Switzerland to pursue my college. And so I left all of my, you know, known country, known people, known family, and I moved to the other part of the world. And so I was really, you know, by myself with myself uh, quite often. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, after I finished college, I started working. And when I started working at the beginning of my career, I found myself being very stressful, like easily stressed, you know, easily overwhelmed, easily, you know, these difficult emotions or negative emotions, as we call them negative, you know, they seem to be really sort of hampering down, you know, my life. So I was like, how do I deal with this stress? You know, I, at the time I was working as a assistant hotel manager and I had to manage almost everybody in the small hotel where I worked, a boutique hotel. And I had like 15, 20 staff members under me. And that was sort of a little bit too quickly, you know, that I got there in my career. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I want to make everybody happy. And I how do I deal with all my, you know, staff members. And it started with that sort of like work stress that I know so many people would deal with that, like too much work, too much stress, maybe not having any way or techniques to make that, you know, better, more manageable, learn how to handle your emotions and the stress. And so that's how I started. And um, from that search of wanting to find some relief to that big discomfort that I was facing, then that's how I found you know, the techniques that I mentioned that are a big part of my life today.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, can you, you, you mentioned you weren't feeling connected to yourself. What does it mean to feel connected to yourself? What is the sensation of feeling connection to who you are?
2: Yeah, I think the main sensation for me is a, a sense of inner peace. Mm. Yeah, like a sense of inner peace and a sense of comfort with myself. Hmm. Comfort being with myself. Comfort being myself. Um, so that's what I think is one of the main sort of underlying factors for me of how I know that my connected to myself. And hmm. it's something that sort of changes... You know, it changes even during a span of of your life. When you go through difficult times in your life or maybe a big transition or a big move or a big change, it can happen that we sort of get disconnected to that and and then Hmm. we we don't feel that much, you know, at peace or at ease Hmm. with ourselves.
1: Hmm. So when you talk about being at peace and the sensation, what are some guideposts in your life that direct you in a way to making you you feel more at peace within?
2: Well, I think first of all is having the awareness, like noticing that something is off. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So that's a big thing because sometimes if we don't have that awareness, we can go through months or years, like not even knowing that that we're disconnected or that we're not at ease. So having that awareness, first of all, and then you'll notice, you know, oh, something feels off or maybe I'm just having, I'm feeling very stressed right now and I don't know why. Or, you know, some emotions that I'm dealing with in my day-to-day life seem to be sort of too much or overwhelming me. So those for me, uh, you know, are good signs that like something may be off. And then through just knowing that something is off or that, you know, I have too much on my plate or I'm not maybe paying enough attention to my health, like something is out of place, then from that, it's just completely natural to want to make those things better for ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to make, you know, we have this feeling like, I want to fix that. I want to feel better. I want to make this better, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the second, you know, step where you just desire to help yourself through that and then finding different things that could help you together, mm-hmm. because that could look for, you know, for different people, like so many different things. Let's say if it's more with your physical body, maybe you look for a wellness coach or you go to a doctor or, mm-hmm. you know, if it has to do more, maybe with your career, something is off there. Maybe you'll look for, you know, someone that can help you with that within your own company or outside. So um, the same, if you feel it's more like with your spirit or your mind, maybe your mind is totally off back. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you want to find some guidance on how to, to come back to a state of more inner peace and, mm-hmm. and, and ease with yourself.
1: Have you ever found yourself when those guideposts kind of uh, bring themselves to your awareness, bring themselves to your awareness, um, that you felt resistance at all. So like, you're not feeling good and you're like, you're knowing that you're not feeling good, but have you ever experienced like resisting the the desire to actually get better because sometimes pain feels good.
2: Hmm. Um, you know, I, uh, at least for me, I think pain doesn't feel good. Uh, at least in my experience, like pain hasn't feel so good. But it's just that when I've known, yeah, like oh, I want to change that pain, then I know I have to do something about it. or I know I have to you know change something in my life Mm -hmm. or I have to put some more effort into some area of my life and I'm like oh I don't want to do that so I'll just ignore it for a little bit you know I'll just ignore it sometimes consciously sometimes unconsciously so yeah that has definitely happened where uh, you know I I would feel that disconnection or would see that post and I would be like, Oh, well, maybe I'm afraid of taking that step. Or maybe I am, you know, I don't really know what to do to make it better. So, so you just hang out around there. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely happened. And I think it's a normal part of then after some time, you'll actually feel, you know, the confidence or the power you feel you have to take this step.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I know you do a lot of work in meditation and in wellness and in yoga. Can you share a little bit about your journey with all of those different aspects of wellness and why they're important to you?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they've really changed my life for the better. I mean, if I look at the person that I used to be 12 years ago when I first started, it's almost like I cannot recognize that person Mm. in the sense of like, feeling like, oh, how that person used to act, how they used to react. <laughs> yeah, especially, you know, so it's really been a huge change from those 12 years. So I mean, my path all started from when I was telling you already a, a little bit while ago about how I had this first, I was surely second position of my career where I got promoted. And you know, my career was going really well. I had like the job that you were supposed to have if you were successful a few years after you graduated, you know, Mm -hmm. and at a great hotel with, you know, managing almost the whole place. And even though I had been searching for that since I finished college, I at the same time had never felt so unhappy, you know, (laughs) in other areas. So like I said, I felt very stressed out, uh, very overwhelmed. And it was like, I had the greatest job, but I was not enjoying life. Like it was just, life was very difficult. So it was this yeah. like, wow, okay, I'm having, you know, what I'm supposed to be having to be successful and happy at this age, but yet I've never felt so miserable, you know, in how I'm feeling right now. So um, that was actually a blessing in this guise Because it brought me to the path of wellness and yoga. And I had always been interested since I was 15 years old. I loved going to the gym. I liked, you know, eating healthy and all of this. But there was always something missing. And so that's the thing with what I practice in wellness. It's uh, body, mind, and spirit. So I think, you know, growing up, it was more focused on the body, eating right and exercising. But it was like something deeper was missing. So, when I was at, my, at this job, I, I was like, okay, there's gonna be a solution. Like, I've heard of things out there that can really help us, you know, to feel better, to manage this stress. And so I started searching, I started the search for that. What was that thing that was gonna help me this time? Hmm. So, somehow, you know, I found this course that an organization called The Art of Living was doing. And The Art of Living teaches these practices of breath work and meditation. And the course said, "Increase your energy, become happier. You know, learn how to relax, manage your emotions, manage your mind better." And it promised all those things that I was actually really needing at the time. Hmm. Um, and so I was like, "Well, I must try it." And actually, in between wanting to try it and actually going to the course. I had a friend of my mom that recommended to me. And so when she said, wow, you know, it's amazing. You have to do it. Like it it blew my mind, that course. Mm-hmm. So I definitely signed up and I went. And it, it did blow my mind and it did change a lot of things. It was like a three-day course. And by the third day, I felt like 80% of my stress and, you know, suffering that I was going through was sort of like had gone out the window and I was like wow it's only been three days like what is this (laughs) and all we were doing was practicing breath work breathing techniques that are really really powerful you'd never imagine that breathing in and breathing out in different rhythms and Uh, you know, depth can create such a change for your stress levels and many, many other things. So after the third day, I was like, wow. And they also taught me a practice that you can do after the course on a daily basis to stay with those benefits that the course gave you. So I was like, yes, this feels amazing. I'm just going to keep doing it every day if I have to feel like this. Mm. It's, you know, it wasn't like, it was a good um, thing that I could do for 30 minutes. And then feel so much better, you know. Um, So that's how I got into the into this whole thing.
0: (laughs) Making sure I understand correctly, the three day course was just about breathing. Is that right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Can you give us kind of an like a brief overview? Like, tell me the course. What was in these three days? Just summarizing.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, the breathing techniques. We're breathing every, every moment, right? Every second of the day, we're breathing. But what they teach you is different uh, rhythmical breathings, uh, different, you know, lengths of inhales and different lengths of exhales. Sometimes you hold your breath is this whole practice that, like I said, I still do every day It takes about 20 to 30 minutes. And so it was learning those practices so that you could do them at home by yourself, like for the rest of your life if you wanted to. So Mm -hmm. we repeated that same breathing technique a few times. So we could really, you know, memorize Mm -hmm. it almost. And then also the teacher and the course, they would share some wisdom about life, wisdom Mm. about our mind, like how our mind works. You know, what are some things that make our mind be more joyful and happy? What are some things that bring our mind down? How can we focus on the good in life versus, you know, maybe the negative? Um, So it was also talking about the mind, about the nature of life and how to that, that really helped me to sort of get a different picture of, you know, like a different vision to your day-to-day life. Like you just mm-hmm. maybe before the course, I was like, well, life's like this. You just wake up, you eat your food, you go to work, you come back home. Like it was just like that. But this course, what they teach you in the wisdom, it sort of expands your vision to be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like life can be good. You know, I can see life from a different perspective. So they also had some talks where they would share that. And then we also practice yoga, physical like asanas, and we also meditated. And then they also had fun like uh, one-on-one or like they'll put us with small groups with our fellow course participants. And we would share about our life or we would share some practice that they would give us and sort of create that bonding also with the people Mm. that attended the course. So it was a a very nice like community almost that was created just in a few days.
1: Mm -hmm. So talking about what makes the mind joyful, like you learned in your course, what are some things that make the mind joyful?
2: I think to understand what makes the mind joyful is good to understand first what makes the mind unhappy. Hmm. That's easier for us, I think, as people just to understand. So, you know, your mind can be in three different places. It can be in the future, it can be in the past, or it can be in the present. So when your mind goes to the future and too much and it tends to stay there, then we'll have things like worry, things like anxiety, things like fear. So when the mind goes to the past, you know, there'll be things like feeling sad about something, uh, feeling guilty, feeling shame, feeling depressed. So the mind usually, if you notice, has a tendency to fluctuate from past to future, from future to past, and then like a swing, always going one place to the other. And then there is the present moment. Now, if you're fully, fully, fully in the present moment, 100%, you know, you feel joyful. You feel at peace. And that's what we feel, let's say, when you go, you haven't been to the beach in a year and then you meet the ocean and -hmm. there's a beautiful sunset right you're not worrying about your problems Mm -hmm. there you're just like wow the ocean wow the sunset Mm -hmm. so something inside of you just is so present and doesn't have to just be the ocean it could be other things maybe if you Mm -hmm. do art you know doing this podcast also we we feel Mm -hmm. that such presence right you cannot Mm -hmm. your mind cannot go somewhere else so that presence could be exercise, different things for different people. But when your mind comes to the present and and we train it to stay more in the present, then there is that peace, there is that joy, there is also more energy because as the moment your mind gets stuck in the past or the future too much, hmm. we feel tired, we feel drained, you know. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: So I tend to think in the future a lot and I've actually practiced a lot of grounding myself in the present and I feel like it's a dance for me. And I feel like the stronger that dance is of like being grounded in the future, which I mean, being grounded in the present, which then dictates like kind of my future dreaming and future positive kind of manifestations that I want to come into my life. It all comes from a grounded center. So is there a perfect balance of where those three past, present and future thinking kind of connect with one another or is it best to be in, in the present most of the time? Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah, I'm thinking maybe of this question, like, is there a purpose for our mind to be going to the future? Maybe like, what is the, you know, if we're too much in the present, like, can we plan? Can mm-hmm. we, you know, have goals? Can we have, you know, dreams, objectives, because mm-hmm. that's all about the future, right? Mm hmm. So, like, where does that come into play for our joy? And um, I would say that ideally to be overall happier, we do want to keep our mind more as much as we can in the present moment. But having goals, having dreams, that gives our life direction, you mm-hmm. know. That also gives our life commitment. And commitment also can, can make us happy because we're committed to something, that thing gives us strength to live our our day-to-day life. So so it's good to have those things. Definitely it's good to think about your dreams, your goals, have those objectives. But the difference is if we are... Okay, so for example, um, imagine you get into a car, right? You are in Denver and you're going to drive to Boone, North Carolina. (laughs) And so when you leave Denver, you say, okay... I'm going to, we're going, Isaac, where are we going? We're going to Boone, North Carolina. We know where we're going. Now, if the whole trip from Denver to Boone, you're like, where are we going? Uh, We're going to Boone, right? Yeah, let's go to Boone. Let's go to Boone. It's it's not really necessary. That may make you more stressed out and be like, oh, when are we going to get to Boone? Like, how many hours Mm -hmm. do we have left, you know? But if you just get into the car, you know where you're going, you know your goals, your dreams. You don't have to be, like, hankering on them, like, thinking about them all the time, like, Because Mm -hmm. then that can rub away, you know, then you won't be enjoying the view while you're driving. Mm -hmm. You won't be, you know, enjoying whatever you guys are sharing in the moment because you're Mm -hmm. like, let's get to Boone. When are we getting to Boone, you know? But when you get into the car, you know you're going to to Boone. So then you can just sort of know that and definitely you need direction together, but then also let it Mm -hmm. go. And whenever you notice that, the goal or the dream seems to be bringing you more harm than good seems to be rubbing the joy away from you instead of uplifting you then I think that's when you know it's too much of of that future
0: <laughs> I love that metaphor that's super useful mm-hmm. we, we talk a bunch about like the value of present thinking of having a plan of knowing what city you're driving to versus staying present. And I think that metaphor is really helpful knowing where I'm going, but then releasing that so that I can remain in the present moment. Mm-hmm. So yeah. thank you for that. And I'm, I'm curious, what okay. is your direction right now? Where are you headed? Like knowing that you spend, you know, your, your time in the present, where are you going right now? Where is your boon North Carolina?
2: Yeah, sweet. You know, I think my, my north, it sort of can be very simple, and it also can be very uh, detailed. But I think, you know, to make it very simple, my dream is to, or my goal is to, you know, continuously transform myself, you know, transform my discomfort, transform my pain, transform my suffering into more inner peace, more joy. And by doing that, also helping whoever I can, you know, people around me or Uh, you know inspire other people to do the same because I think it's definitely possible and that brings me a lot of joy you know that really inspires me that sort of you know creates a lot of energy for me and I just want to sort of continue to share that so that can be a very simple way to put it and then from there you know I can look in in so many different ways so at this time I am living here in Boone North Carolina and I dedicate my days and nights I work at the Art of Living Retreat Center, and I share with people yoga, meditation, and wellness. And that really is what I love doing, really, mm-hmm. my passion. So I, awesome. I definitely want to stay in that flow.
0: What moments in your teaching really light you up? Like, what fuels your passion in the way that you interact with your students?
2: Mm-hmm. You know, whenever I teach a, I teach a particular style of, of yoga and meditation that I think are really profound, I was recently talking to one of my students and she had mentioned that, you know, she was like, yeah, the the style of yoga that you teach is not the usual style that we see at Western yoga studios where it's all focused more on like strength and, you know, physical and and all of this, like your class, it's more calming, you know, deeply relaxing and it really helps you to go within. Mm. And so uh, it's a style of Hatha yoga that's more traditional and uh, you know, bringing you within and going to the roots and truths of yoga, and how you can use those truths to apply them to your day-to-day life. So it's pretty inspiring every time you know I teach a class. Just within a matter of an hour and a half, you know, I see people light up. Like I see people drop what can be weeks, months, and maybe sometimes even years of stress sometimes trauma, you know, within just a few classes or even one class sometimes. Hmm. So that really lights me up. You know, I love that to see the transformation, like I was saying, the transformation in people and how that can enrich their life, even if for, you know, one or two hours. I know that really creates the momentum to bring more of that into your life, more joy, more inner peace, Mm -hmm. and to change whatever you think you have to change in your life to live happier. Because that's also what I experienced by doing this this practice many years ago.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's cool that you're speaking from your own experience and you're sharing that. Mm-hmm. You've used the word transform twice. And I'm, I'm curious about why you choose that word instead of like, like I escape my negativity or something else. So you're talking about transforming your energy into something more positive. Why do you choose that word for it?
2: Well, within the practices that I do of yoga, that there is that understanding. It's one of the teachings, you know? There's only one energy in the body Mm -hmm. and that energy has like different flavors. So you can think of it as (laughs) another analogy, like ice cream. Uh, So, you know, it's all ice cream, Mm -hmm. but there is strawberry ice cream. There is vanilla ice cream. There is chocolate ice cream. So in the, in, within us, there is one energy and that energy can take on different flavors. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we feel sad, I don't know if you've heard this before, but like how, you know, people that feel a lot of emotions, maybe sadness, they can also feel a lot of joy, you know, because the same capacity that gives you to feel so sad is almost like the same capacity to feel so much, you know, joy or -hmm. bliss. So with yoga, with the practice of yoga and meditation and breath work, you can transform that. I mean, you're just using the same energy, but, It goes from being a negative energy within you to being a more positive energy within you. So that's probably why I use that because it's a concept in yoga and and how we transform that.
0: Is there something small that in the space of this podcast you can share with us? Because I know for myself, when I feel something like sad, like I woke up sad this morning for some reason. And one instinct that I have is to try to escape it, like to try and not feel it. Is there something that you can share with folks who are listening and with me, honestly, about like some small idea about how you can consider that energy for what it is and then transform it into something more positive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would say I'll come back to the breath. Okay. Because what's so good about the breath is you don't have to like stop everything you're doing and sit quietly in a corner, close your eyes. And that's like, maybe you don't want to do that in that moment. Um, But the breath, you know, you can work with the breath wherever you are, even in a meeting, you know, whether you're still in bed or you're, taking a shower. So the breath is always there with you from the moment that you wake up. I mean, from the moment that we're born to the moment that that we pass away, you know. So using the breath, and I know this sounds very simple, but deep, full breaths, it sounds super simple, but really how many times a day do you breathe deeply and fully and consciously? So it's not very often. So that, the fact of, let's say, you know, bringing your attention back to the breath. And there you can take your attention away from anything else. If you're reading or talking to someone, bring your attention inside and bring all your attention to the breath as if it was the only thing that existed in that moment, only your breath. Mm. And then just very slowly take some inhales as long as you can. And then very slowly take some exhales as if, you know, when you have a beverage and you have a straw and you're very slowly like, Sucking air with the straw, I mean liquid, and then out. Just like that. Imagine your nose is a straw, very slowly, as slowly as you can inhale, and as very slowly as you can exhale.
1: We're doing it. And we're doing it right it. now. <laughs> we're doing yes. it right now. I love it.
2: So, like that, if we are able to slow down the breath, what happens is we're also able to slow down the mind. Hmm. So, whatever racing thoughts we have, they'll slow down. And also if we have some sadness or some feeling of, you know, feeling low, it will also energize you. So Hmm. the breath can both give you calm and then energy at the same time, which is a very rare combination. Hmm.
0: I love that the words that you gave me on this didn't have anything to do specifically with like how to think about my sadness or how to move away from it or anything like that. It's just like return to the breath, which is this thing that you already have, slow down and breathe into it. That's super useful. Thank you.
2: Yeah, okay. absolutely. My pleasure.
0: So I'm really fascinated
1: about wellness and health. And that's a reason why we started this podcast based on, you know, what I've learned with my whole, you know, A-100 transformation.
2: Yes, journey. which I love.
1: Oh, thank you so much. So I'm curious, we just started learning more about the breath earlier this summer. Why is the breath and breathing technique so profound? And I think in the past, there has been this distance that I had with like actually diving into breath work because I was like, it seems so simple. How is that going to help me? Why is it so profound? Like there was a cynical aspect of my thinking as it pertained to the breath. Why do you think, two questions. Why do you think that um, some people might not practice breath work um, or, or be skeptical about breath work? And then why is breath work so important and profound? Mm -hmm. in your experience?
2: Yeah. I mean, even I, when I went to this course many years ago, right, 12 years ago, I still practice every day, and I'm sure I will for the rest of my life. (laughs) But, you know, I even felt like breathing techniques. Like, I'm already breathing all the time, day in and day out. Like, why would that have anything special? So I, I think that's one of the reasons why people, like, don't get it, as it could be something so powerful because it's already something that we're doing. It's the first thing that we do when we're born, we take an inhale and then we keep on breathing. And so it's like, yeah, how can this be so special if I'm already doing it every day and there, I don't see anything special about it? Mm-hmm. And then the other reason I think it's because it's not so well known. Like in here, uh, in our cities, you know, we hear a lot about yoga that's super popular and it's in every corner, a yoga studio. And then from that, we've learned more about meditation, right? There's more about mindfulness and meditation, mm-hmm. which I love both. Yeah. And in between, there is a breath. And mm-hmm. it's almost like there hasn't been so much talk about that. And to be honest, you know, all of these practices, they come from, a lot of them come from the East. Whether it be like, you know, India, Nepal, or areas of, you know, Tibet or Thailand, or like that region of the East. Mm-hmm. and. um some of these practices are like considered advanced practices that way back in the day when all of this started, you know, it was really passed down from a teacher to their student, from student to teacher. And it was very secluded to, you know, are you worthy (laughs) or are you really interested in this enough for Mm -hmm. me to give you this, you know, precious knowledge of the breath? Um, Because there's many secrets to the breath and they're so amazing that, you know, it's going to be a well-guarded, almost like, huh. you know, secrets of the breath. So that's what it what it was like for many centuries. And that could be another reason why it's kept more, you know, I guess secret comes again to secret. But there is nothing secret about it. It's just really like powerful, you know, in the effect that it has within you. And it's hard to comprehend unless you experience it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like I could talk an hour about how amazing the breath work is, but it may still not make any sense um now if you practice breath for 10 minutes you'll be like whoa (laughs) this is amazing right Mm. so i think the easiest thing would be to experience it and how the breath is so powerful in the yoga tradition you know the breath is that which connects your body and your mind Mm. so we have our physical body and we have our mind right our thoughts and and we also have the emotions so the breath is like a key that can connect both and can bring hmm. that connection to yourself, that awareness. It cleanses the, the body from stress. It cleanses the body from you know, heavy emotions and it increases the energy that we have. So it's also hmm. a fountain of energy. Hmm. But it's not just breathing in and out the way we're doing it right now. Like I said, there's are specific rhythms of breath, specific times, uh, like counts that you <laughs> breathe, maybe you've heard in, in a yoga class or something like that, like inhale for the count of four seconds, mm-hmm. hold for the count of four seconds, breathe out for the count of four seconds, hold for the count of four seconds. And it's like, you never do that. You're never mm-hmm. going to do that. It's something if somebody didn't mm-hmm. teach you that, right? So like that, those breathing techniques are, you know, very powerful. And I would say. Yeah, definitely, it's okay to be skeptical, but just try mm-hmm. it for, like I said, for 10 minutes and then see what really shifts within you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are
0: mm-hmm. there are there resources online that someone can take a look at? Or is it somebody, like, for people who are listening, what's the first thing they should do after hearing this and deciding that they want to know more? Like find a local workshop or?
2: Yes, yes. Well, I would definitely recommend a couple of, of things. The course that I took 12 years ago, it's called um, the Sky breath workshop. Hmm. And so it's a workshop that focuses on that for four days. And it's uh, by an organization called the art of living, which teaches all of these techniques. So that would be great. The sky breath workshop. Hmm. Uh, you can find it online, anywhere, just Google it, and you'll see art of living sky breath workshop. And there are many, many happening. They used to be all in person. True. Now they are um, online, which is great. Cool. Yeah. And they're like three or four days, definitely a good place to sort of dive in you know more mm-hmm. if you want to and that's probably more if you're already like ready to get committed right for like three days it's a time and then you have to you know pay for the workshops, so all of that mm-hmm. but if you're more like on the fence and you're like I just want to try a little bit I'm also doing an eight-day wellness challenge where I'm going to be implementing the yoga, breath work, and a little bit of meditation for eight days in a row. And it's going to be a free wellness challenge that I'm going to be doing. And I'm going to be sending out emails to people every day, also with some tips on breath work as well. So you can find me uh, on Instagram or Facebook or somewhere like that. And then anywhere else that you want to check, you know, find some resources. But it's good to have a good source. And right now, like, that's what I feel comfortable with recommending. Awesome. Thank you.: Yeah.
1: so so for those listening and us, what are what's like one or two breathing exercises that we can do right now? after we get off this call to calm ourselves, maybe we're stressed out with the workday, maybe, you know, with e-learning going on right now with parents who are trying to work and then also their kids have to be in school at home. What are some nice, calming, breathing meditations that people can do after this call? Can you lead us actually in it? Like two examples? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, definitely. Can we do them together now? Yes,
1: let's do it. it. Let's go.
2: Yes. So one is called the, the full yogic breathing that we're going to do. And then the second one, let me decide which one we're going to do. We'll do it right after this.
0: Okay. Okay? I'm so excited.
2: So (laughs) good. So for the full yogic breathing, you have two choices for your hands. Um, You can keep your palms in your lap, palms facing up, or if you prefer, and if you sort of want to embody yourself more and ground more, you can keep one hand on your belly and the other hand on your chest.
0: Oh, I love that. Does it matter which hand, left or right?
2: No, no, it doesn't matter. Any hand. So you can just have your hands there or in your lap. And you can keep your eyes open, looking at one point on the floor in front of you. Or if you're comfortable with closing your eyes, you can also close your eyes. And now take a deep breath into the belly region. And gradually breathe out. However your breath is going, just... Bring the air more to the bottom of the lungs where your belly is. Feel it expanding as you breathe in and breathe out normally. One more time, breathe into the belly and breathe out. Now for full yogic breathing, we're gonna inhale to the belly, same inhale, bring the air through the rib cage up to the collarbone area. Take your time and then breathe out. Breathing into the belly, through the rib cage, upper chest and breathe out. Breathing in, belly, rib cage expands, upper chest also and breathe out and like that do two more at your own pace and relax your hands on the lap and you guys look already more relaxed and Present. Yes. <laughs> okay. Something slows down, right? Like some yeah. settles, something settles. And,
1: and I noticed that like when my breath was going to my stomach, I felt it in my stomach. And then when it moved from like my stomach to my upper chest, I actually felt my chest. Mm-hmm. In a way, I didn't feel my chest when I was focusing on my stomach.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Hmm. Yeah. What'd you feel, babe? Yeah.
0: It's, I, I, I appreciate, well, you talk about sometimes this with working out, like when you're in the middle of, of an exercise, there's nothing to do, but be in it. And you can't, your, your thoughts can't be anywhere else. I found, especially with the, like the hand placement, as I'm feeling my body changing what it's doing, there was nowhere to be, but right there. And that's always,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, like drawing, mm-hmm. drawing, myself inescapably to right here and right now is always a good thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. yes yeah, So let's do the second one. let me explain this one first so you can catch me but this one is called ujjayi breath ocean sound breath Hmm. so it it has a little sound to it let me do it right now okay so you can hear that right it's quite obvious so that sound and the way we contract the throat Mm -hmm. it gives that State of relaxation, slowing down also, it energizes you. So we're going to do that for a little bit. So in case you didn't, I, I mean, I said you're already doing it perfectly. So you can, you can just do it. But I know for some people, that's a little tricky to make that sound. So we're going to imagine we have a fog. We're going to fog a mirror in front of us and we're going to go. Open your mouth. Yeah. And now do the same, but with your mouth closed.
1: Oh, cool. Love it. <laughs> that's cool. Exactly.
2: So yeah. now do it also when you inhale and when you exhale like that.
1: Okay. Okay. Mouth closed.
2: Mouth closed. Yeah. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. You hands can start now.
2: Yeah. Put the hands on your lap. Just loose. Okay. okay. And then do that thing. If you have to keep your eyes open and look at a point on the floor, that's okay. But if you can close the eyes, you know, that's also cool. And make that... And then really slowing down that breath. Like. And breathe out. And breathe in. And breathe out. like that do a few more as you see it doesn't have to be fast but it also doesn't have to be super slow it can just be lengthen at a length that feels comfortable for you and as you continue to do this relax your shoulders and your arms last one and you can breathe normally
0: <laughs> that's so interesting i that's I, I, a couple days ago i was wondering like why does my throat have the ability to make this sound when i'm breathing optionally and so i'm very entertained that we're getting to learn an actual application for this today wonderful
2: <laughs> amazing you're doing naturally ujjayi breath <laughs> wonderful Wow. Thank you. Yay. Thank you for
1: showing thank you for showing us that. I'm excited to do more of that. And like you said, you practice it every day and I think sometimes in the past it's easy for me to be like, well, I'm not feeling the effects right now or I'm not feeling it and like any practice getting to know yourself and getting to know it better over the long period of time that you do participate in it really helps you start to feel your relationship to it and the effects of it. So I have felt that with working out. I have felt that with the minimal amount of breathing exercise that I have done, the longer mm-hmm. I do it. And even like leading meditations and guided visualizations with my clients, like I get better mm-hmm. at it because I understand my flow
0: over a long period of time. So thank you for sharing that. I feel particularly good after that second one. I'm actually really looking forward to going back to my desk after this and doing more of that. So thank you for that example
2: yes yeah i would love for you if you want to you know you're so interested in this um just maybe do five minutes every day and you know abe it's like the workouts and and the healthy Mm -hmm. eating like imagine if you only did it once a week like would it really have an Mm -hmm. effect so Mm -hmm. breath yoga meditation is so much the same like Mm -hmm. if you can keep it at least every other day or something like that like Mm -hmm. it really then you can really notice the difference but if Mm -hmm. you only do it randomly then it just like eating healthy or right. working out doesn't have the same Absolutely. effect. So that's mm-hmm. why, yeah, we call to practice.
1: I love that. Um, So mm-hmm. we have a couple of final questions. We could talk to you for hours about breath and the importance of it and wellness and all that jazz. And this uh, mm-hmm. podcast is about empowerment and it's called the Empowered Human Academy because – we wanted to take a dive into what empowerment looks like for different people in the wellness industry and in, in different professions, anybody, right? So going back to the breath, why is breathing <laughs> connected to empowerment and how is it connected to empowerment?
2: Yes. Yes. Can I make it also about breathing, yoga and meditation? For me, yes. they're sort of like this beautiful, yeah. you know, blend that's one thing just goes so well with the other, and I would say that you know for f- also in my own experience and what I see happening to to many of my clients, my students, it empowers you to live you know the why is because these techniques are empower you to live the life that you want, mm-hmm. so we all want to be happy, we all want to have inner peace, like we can have everything, but if you're not happy, if you're not peaceful inside it's like. Uh, life stops having, you know, meaning or it's just like heavy. So it's something that we all want as human beings. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, these techniques really help you to, to find that deeper joy, that inner joy. We can get Mm -hmm. joy from the outside uh, with things, with people, with, you know, um, whatever external things, but these practices take you within to where you have that sort of inner treasure within you Mm -hmm. And it, it brings you to tap into that inner wealth that we have mm. by sort of, you know, transforming again, that negativity, stress relief, energizing you. And, and it gives you more of that energy and space to live your life in a better way, to live your life according to your values. And that's really what the practices have helped me, you know, in many ways, because I felt so good that I felt well-equipped to you know, do what I wanted with my life to go for my dreams, to to go for what I want instead of sort of, you know, following what's supposed to be or what I should be doing. So I find that they've empowered me in that in that sense. Mm, cool. Mm-hmm. That's
1: beautiful. Speaking of yeah. that, two final questions, how we always end this podcast series. Um, what does an empowered CMRA look like and feel like?
2: Uh uh-huh. Yeah, I think it comes back a little bit to the same of there is the cookie cutter life that looks like, oh, you should have that. And that's what everyone is doing. But I feel that, you know, being able to create the life that I really want, according to my values, according to, to that which guides my joy, that guides, uh, you know, like follow your bliss type of, you know, life and follow my heart and all those things that I've really been able to do because of, of the wellness path that I've been on. So for me, I think that's what an empowered Siomara, you know, Mm. um, looks like and feels like. Feels abundant. Feels joyful. Feels at peace, and really wants to spread that goodness with the whole world. Mm. (laughs) That's wonderful. You're doing
1: that. You're doing that, and I'm so grateful for it.
2: Uh, Sweet, thank you. Mm -hmm.
0: What do you know for sure?
2: For sure. For sure. I know that everything is changing, yet everything will be well. Mm. Yeah.
0: That is an excellent note to close on. Thank you very much for your time, Zimara. Uh-huh. I'm so, I'm honestly
1: a lot more uh, relaxed and I'm just happy. I don't know. After this conversation, I think yeah. like, you know, spending time to really talk about things that actually do make us joyful and do make mm. us
0: feel empowered and feel healthy and feel well. Well, and remember that we can actually make those choices, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're not doomed to whatever we're feeling at the moment. We are empowered to make choices in favor of our own happiness, our own wellness, our own health. And we can create that. And we created Mm -hmm. the space. With something as simple as breath, even. Breath and conversation and focus. Like
1: this conversation went by really quickly and um, it's been really joyful. And your presence is just effervescent and You have this, yeah, calming and and I feel the energy that you have within you. So thank you for sharing your light with us and thank Thank you you. for sharing uh, what empowerment means to you. So um, we appreciate you so much.
2: Oh, it's been such, such a pleasure for me to be in the program. Very honored and I wish you both the very best.
1: Thank you. Thank
2: you so much. (laughs) So
1: long.
0: Y'all, the whole point of everything is to open up ourselves in all the fullness we are made for and then to create 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 with everything that is real and true and bright that's the work of a life that's what we're working on and you're here because you feel that for yourself too and we believe in you completely thanks for joining
1: us this round And hey, for every conversation in this series, including this one, we've assembled a downloadable set of notes, table questions, a journal prompt, and some action steps that you can use to bring the energy and the lessons of this conversation home to your own life. Head to our podcast website, empoweredhumanacademy.com.
0: Hey, thank you for being here. Now get out there and do something that feels exactly like you. We will do the same. And for us, that includes bringing you the next
1: conversation. We cannot wait. Have an awesome, awesome day.
0: This podcast is the work of Lightward, our company, named for that toward the light direction which informs every single thing we do, including money, which means, like everything else, the way we earn revenue as a company is not based on industry norms. It's based on what feels deeply right and aligned by passing through the door that feels like it has more behind it, not less. And the way we keep this podcast going is all word. It's pay what feels good. It's an exchange of value between you and us. We're keeping conventional podcast advertising totally out of this. Here's how pay what feels good works. We give you this episode because it feels good to do so. And then you consider, honestly, what number of dollars this episode is genuinely worth to you. I do not care if that's $3, $1,000, or literally $0 and a heart emoji, as long as that trade genuinely makes your day better. The energy there is the entire point, and that is what we're building our business on. No advertisers, no selling your attention, just you and us, trading value in a way that builds us both up. So whatever the number, when you're done listening, head to empoweredhumanacademy.com and hit the pay what feels good button. We use this policy across our company's work, and I'm excited to bring it here to the world of podcasts. This is us voting for the world we want to see.